On March 8, 2022, while returning from an off-roading adventure in Baja, California, Mexico, I was arrested at a military checkpoint when they found my 40 caliber pistol that I had misplaced in my truck. I was arrested. For the next 58 days, my wife and family were manipulated, extorted, and lied to. This podcast is that story. In our last episode, it was day 47, visiting day. Excited to see Megan, I got dressed and ready to go. After waiting for a couple hours, I finally sat down and realized she wasn't gonna be here today. This set me in for a real bad day. Already being depressed about being there, and for some reason my wife doesn't show up. This was my journal entry. I was looking forward to seeing Megan the Kins today. Somehow I never got called down. She said she'd come, but she got either turned away or something came up. I hope she's okay. I'm so bummed out today. This has been the worst experience. One let down after another. I pray to God she's okay. I guess I'll find out on Thursday. It's gonna be a long week. Focus on being here. Don't think about home. I love you, Megan. I hope you're okay. After a while, I had a prompting to go to medical. Primo normally doesn't work this day, but I just had to get out of the cell. It was really wearing on me. You see, Sunday after visits, everyone comes back with lots of food and it kicks off the party again. Everybody's chatting and active and excited and I just can't deal with this today. I can't figure out what happened and I don't know why she's not here. My mind's going crazy sitting here thinking about what could have possibly gone wrong. Walking to medical, I have to go past the yard. It's about 25 feet from the yellow line that I have to follow to the fence. As I'm walking at a really slow pace, I'm nearly tiptoeing as I walk across the yard because I'm ankle chained and handcuffed and I can't seem to get any kind of stride that makes sense. Mike's on the payphone. He says, hey Bill, How's things going? How was your visit today? I said, I didn't have one. What do you mean? I don't know why Megan didn't show up. Can you please call my house and find out what happened? He tells me he'll give her a call. So I head on over to medical. Now in the medical holding area, it's about a six foot by 20 foot cage that sits outside of a steel door. This caged area is in a hallway. On the other side of the hallway is the area where they take the new prisoners to get in. About every hour or so, they bring in a fresh crop of people just off the street. They're usually dingy and dirty and making all kinds of racket. Half of them are out of their mind on drugs. Anyway, as I'm in there just minding my own business and getting depressed, everybody's speaking Spanish around me. I don't really feel like engaging in any conversation. Mike walks up. Hey, Bill, I talked to your wife. What happened, man? What's going on? She says she's sick today. That's why she couldn't come. Okay, thanks. Mike walks away. 
I start racking my brain. I should have asked him how she sounded. Did she sound sick? Was she really sick? Is there something else going on? Is this code? I don't really understand what is going on right now. After about 45 minutes of medical, my moods change because I know she's okay. I feel really bad that she's sick. All I can think is she doesn't deserve to be sick. I'm sure the situation is causing her so much stress. And last time I saw her, she looks like she hasn't slept at all. This is unfair. She shouldn't have to deal with stuff like this. That's my job. Our whole relationship, she's done the important things and I've dealt with the stupid stuff. And now I'm here and can do nothing and she has to deal with all the stupid stuff. I'm really surprised at how well she's doing dealing with these kinds of people and making things happen. This is really outside of her comfort zone. She must really love me. I get back to the cell and everybody's fat, dumb, and happy. They've all eaten. My buddies are asking me what's going on. What's wrong, Bill? That's a bummer. Everything okay? I tell him, yeah, I talked to Mike, man. He called my house. Megan's okay. Well, she's actually sick, but she's okay. I was worried she got in a car accident. Rudy tells me, yeah, homie, it's just tough over here. You can't get any information. That's good, you got a connection with Mike. Yeah, thanks, Rudy. Rudy's always got a positive attitude. He's a good dude. We often talk about hanging out when he gets out in a couple years. He's gonna go to trucking school. He said, man, when I come through Vegas, we're gonna have a big steak dinner. I said, let me tell you this, when you show up in your big rig in Vegas, dinner's on me. I hope I see you there. Now it's getting late, I'm gonna hit the hay. Sooner I go to sleep, the sooner tomorrow's here. And I need as many tomorrows to go by until I'm out of here. I'm a little bit irritated. I keep thinking that I'm gonna get a notification that I'm going to court tomorrow. But what I just realized is that I've gotta get called to notification to let me know when my court date's gonna be. Day 48, journal entry. No breakfast for me. Just woke up about 6.30. I didn't eat anything till lunch. At 11.30, everyone slept in. 1.30, lunch was macaroni and ham bits. I had to eat it, I was hungry. I hope my lawyer is here for me today. I went to medical. It was a huge waste of time. Hour and a half in the cage, and I asked for my pass back. They were taking too long, it was way too busy. No attorney today, I'm super mad. It's six o'clock. These guys watched the TV show 9-11, or 9-1-1. It's in Spanish the whole time. It's with Jennifer Love Hewitt. For the first five minutes, I got to hear everybody talk about how they'd love her right if they could only get a hold of her. Man, this gets old in here. I was going to work out, but they played dominoes most of the time, and I wasn't really into it. Dinner was potatoes disguised as chorizo. They take the potatoes and put some kind of seasoning on it and make it look like chorizo, but it's just potatoes. I can only imagine what's for dinner at home. It's Monday, and we usually have really good dinners, especially compared to this. I miss home so bad. Please, God, send me home. 
Tuesday, April 26th, day 49. I'm so tired of this place. I need to go. The people, the TV, the cell, the people are super inconsiderate. I need the attorney to pull through and make something happen. They burn the garbage here. It always smells like smoke. The windows are broke out across from the cell on the perimeter of the building. So all you smell is the outside air and it's starting to get hot. I need God's help. This is too long for an accident. I tried to lay in bed for as long as I could. I got up at 7.30 and showered. Then laid in bed for three hours, tried to sleep. I got towels on my bunk now like curtains. It's something. I went to medical at 4.30 to talk to Primo. He reassured me things are in the works. And today, to push the date, the lawyer will be here tomorrow. He told me the court date would be within 24 to 48 hours. I feel somewhat better. I asked him to pick up my money and my keys from the court since I'm gonna be getting out. Told him if he could pick my truck up and pay for it at impound. Man, let's pray for Friday. Hopefully I get to go, go to court Friday. Today's Tuesday. That'd be so great. I'd be home just before the end of the month. He said I'm going to get sentenced to two years. We'll see. April 27th, Wednesday, day 50. It's 9 a.m. Breakfast was cactus and eggs. It was okay. I took a shower, did some laundry. Now I'm waiting on the lawyer. I hope he's got good news. Please, God, let it be Friday or before. I sat real good last night. I'm so ready for this to be over. Yesterday was hard. In the morning, I got hyper-focused on my family, and it made it really, really difficult. I can't wait to see them again. Sometimes when you come back from medical, if there's not a guard on your tier, you just stand out in front of the locked gate in a big empty hallway on the third floor. There's windows that look out across the street to the apartment complex and the shanty-style houses. There's a big wall out there that's painted on it really big, and it says Pasadena. It's always interesting just to look out, see the life those people are living, and just wish you were living out there instead of on these side of the bars. While I was there, I met a guy. He owned a car wash in San Luis. He said the cops raided his house and planted drugs. Who knows what to believe? This place is terrible. I want to get out of here. I asked him why they would plant drugs, and he just said they did. It didn't make any sense to me. Last time I talked to my attorney, he said within 24 to 48 hours I'd have a court date. I can't wait for him to get here. He should be showing up today. The lawyer came this morning. I talked to him and said, what's going on? Where's my court date? He said, well, I don't know why they were holding it up. I had to go down to the court yesterday and pay 5,000 pesos to get an expedited court date. I said, what are you talking about? You told me that I'd be getting out of here within 24 to 48 hours. He said, no, you misunderstood. I can get you a court date within 24 to 48 hours. So now I'm really frustrated. I told him, I need you to come back and see me as soon as you hear from the DA. He said, yeah, the DA was gonna make you wait a little bit longer. Super irritated. 
I go back to my cell. It's around 7.30 at night. We're all sitting and watching TV. Here comes the guard to the gate, looking at the paper, struggling to say my name. I hop up out of the bed. I said, yes, abogado, he says. That means attorney. All my guys in my cell are like, all right, Bill, this is it, man, this is it. I quickly put my clothes on. I go down to the cell. I talk to my attorney. He says, good news, my friend. I'm thinking to myself, please say court tomorrow. Please say court tomorrow. You'll get out of here next week on May 4th. Oh, I was devastated. I was so done with this place. And now I have five more days. That's another whole week to be here. I am so sick of this place. My lawyer says to me, what's the matter, my friend? You should be happy you're going home. I said, I wanted to go home tomorrow. No, it's good news, my friend. You'll go home Tuesday. Happy, but annoyed. This is gonna be the longest five days of my life. I think to myself, I'm not counting today because today is over. So that means I've got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I really only have four days here. I eliminate Tuesday in my mind so it only looks shorter because I won't get out to the end of Tuesday. But when you have nothing but time to think like that, you try to squeeze out as much positive as you can. On Thursday earlier that day, because the lawyer came late Wednesday night, I was able to go to yard. I was able to talk to Megan. Man, it was nice to talk to her. Unfortunately, we started fighting when I was talking about the attorney. She wasn't happy about that. I was super bummed out that she didn't show up to visit on Sunday. It had been a long week and I was trying to find out what's going on. I told her about the continuing misinformation I keep getting with respect to the days that I was getting out of here. But luckily, as I met with the attorney, I told her, rest assured, I will be going home on Tuesday. Tuesday can't come soon enough. As we were fighting on the phone, luckily I was able to change the subject a few seconds before we ran out of time on the phone. It's so hard. I love her so much and she's so confused, she doesn't know what to believe. And here I am on the inside and I know what's really going on. And she's so confused because when I explain it to her, it doesn't make any sense. But this guy in La Paz keeps manipulating her and lying to her. We came back to sell after yard and they brought back quesadillas and all kinds of stuff. They're not so good cold, but I also ate the lunch that was here too. It was chips and rice with powdered cheese. I'm going to see the doctor tonight, maybe get a sleep aid so I can try to sleep as much as possible until I get out of here on Tuesday. Oh man, am I looking forward to the fourth. Thank you God for giving me a day to get out of here. Later that evening, I went to medical. As I was coming back from medical, I stopped and got put in the holdup. Sometimes they'll just build up people in the holdup and then run them when the guards get off break to the floors they belong in. Josh and I were having a pretty good conversation, talking about life, things we did when we were on the outside, and all kinds of stuff. As they start sending guards up to each tier, they start yelling, Coca, todos para Coca. 
like everybody for C block. I look at Josh. I'm like, bro, let's just hang out here. I ain't in no rush to get back. So Josh and I stay as the people for C block go. They call the next floor and the next floor. And next thing you know, there's about six of us in there. So we went from 60 people in this holdup to about six of us. After about another 45 minutes, we're like, yeah, let's head back in there. We tell the guard, hey, can we go up? We didn't hear when they called Coca-3. Guy looks at us, turns around, and ignores us. He knows what we did, so now he's going to make us stay there longer. I don't care. Other than it smelling like crap out here because the sewage pipes are open not too far away. It sure beats sitting in that stupid cell. There are a bunch of flies, but oh well. Could always be worse. Today in Yard, I talked to a guy named Saul that was cutting my hair. He's here because some guy crashed into his car, and his car was totaled, and then he beat them up and took their car. He doesn't have a court date yet. He didn't see how that was a problem. This is a strange place. While I was chilling in there, I was talking with Steve for a little bit. Steve from Phoenix, that's what they call him. White guy, tattooed from head to toe. Speaks pretty good Spanish. Could have fooled me. But he's a widow from the States. His girlfriend's from Mexicali, so that's why he picked up Spanish. And he's pretty good. We had a talk for a little bit. He found out I was Mormon. He said, my sister's Mormon. I said, that's cool, bro. What do you do on the outside, I said. He's like, oh, I build grow rooms for people. Really? That's a thing, huh? Yeah. So why are you here? Uh, I was bringing some presents over, and a couple of those presents had about 250 rounds of AR-15, 223 ammo in it. He's like, it's crazy. When they pulled over the car, they opened the trunk, there was all these presents. And the guy says, give me that one and that one. I don't know how he figured it out, but those were the ones that were full of ammo. This isn't his first charge. He's been here for quite a while. Later that week, Steve's walking past my cell. He saw me reading my Book of Mormon. He said, hey, bro, are you done with that Book of Mormon? I said, yeah, I just finished it the other day. Can I read it when you get a chance? I said, sure. Later on, I passed it to him. He's a good dude. I think there's a lot of good dudes in here. It's just a bummer to see what happens to him. But maybe everybody's good when you're on the inside. I don't know. Day 52, Friday, April 29th. Five days to go. No, stop thinking that way. Four days to go. Feels like forever. I can't wait. I got up at seven o'clock, I brushed my teeth. Talked to Eddie for a bit, then back to the bunk. Tried to sleep, no chance. Lunch was at 10.30. Pasta with carrots and four potatoes. Took a nap, it's two o'clock now. Lori said he's coming by today. Man, Tuesday can't come soon enough. Santos went to court today. He was sentenced to eight years. It's not his first offense. So he'll serve the whole time. He was driving a bus with 25 kilos of heroin, 35 kilos of cocaine, and 20 kilos of crystal meth. Megan dropped off that Spanish Book of Mormon last week. I got it. Weto took that and started reading it today. Pretty cool. 
I remember during one of my exchanges at the gate, one of the guards, who's a wedo, which means looks like a white dude, he was looking at my name, kept saying, what is this name? And I said, I'm Greek, Yos Greco. And he says, ah, my family, Israel. I said, your family's from Israel? Yeah, yeah, my mother, my other mother, they're from Mexico, but we are from Israel. Then I decided to explain to him why I believe that his family's from Israel. Pretty cool opportunity. Just one of the experiences of many that I had where I felt one of those tender mercies of the Lord that the guard wasn't being a jerk. We were having a good conversation about the gospel. Pretty cool. Saturday, April 30th, day 53. Yes, I still don't like it here. The people in this cell are so petty. They have nothing to do but annoy you. It's like hanging out with a bunch of four-year-old kids with the TV. It's so exhausting. You know you can click a button and listen to TV in English. I said, why don't we listen to TV in English for a while? Nah, let's not do that. Jerks. It's funny. Josh acts like he owns the TV because he was the last one in the cell when everybody got moved out. So I guess he kind of takes ownership. But not if somebody else wants a TV. He gives up the remote pretty quick. I asked to go to medical. They said there wouldn't be any doctors until 8 p.m. tonight for some reason. Things are getting kind of weird. The attorney was a no-show today. I'm super irritated. Good news for Pollo. Earlier, we talked about him in one of the first episodes when I gave it the cell lineup. Pollo was in there for driving a semi-truck and there was drugs inside the cargo. He's been in here for about two years and he's going home on the 23rd due to no witnesses. Two of them died and two of them retired. He's feeling pretty good about it. It still stinks, man. All I can smell is burning trash. I can't freaking wait to go home. Mexicali sucks so bad. Tomorrow I get to visit with Megan. I can't wait. I got a sleeping pill that I borrowed from Rottweiler. I decided to take that. All that thing did was make me nauseous. Day 54. But it's actually day 55. I look back at my calendar and I was miscounting the days. There's nothing here to keep track of your days, and I drew a calendar in the front of my journal. Well, I goofed up on it a little bit. But now, today's Sunday, May 1st. I didn't get the call till 9 o'clock for visits. Super excited to see Megan. I missed her last week. It's supposed to start at 7 o'clock. The visits now go from 7 till 12, and I don't get out of the cell till 9. Supposedly we're going to get that time added, but I really doubt it. I wasted time in line for like 30 minutes to go get my pin number approved and get some food to bring back to the cell. The guys are planning to have a big party for me when I get back because I'm leaving on Wednesday. And today's gonna be the last day before I go home that we can bring food back. So they gave me explicit instructions. Hey Bill, bring back chicken, lots of chicken. We make tamales tonight for you party. Great. I told Josh, just spend the rest of my money at the window. Buy whatever you guys need. I don't care. I'm out of here in two days. Technically three, but I'm not counting Wednesday. Megan came. She looked so good. Oh, it felt so good to hold Megan's hand, to look in her eyes, to know that I'm going to be home soon. 
We're both really tepid about being excited about me coming home. So far, so many things have happened to screw it up. We're scared to start celebrating too early for fear that something else will pop up. Because for the past 50 some odd days, there's always been something else to pop up. We talk about how things are at home, my to-do list, and maybe some promises that I made to myself when I get home. I said, I'm gonna try to keep the weight off that I've lost since I've done good doing that. Clearly my blood pressure's down since my diet has changed and I've been exercising consistently. We talked about what the plan was when I'll get home, some of the things we're gonna do, what's going on at the house, and all the general things. I wanted the time to last so much longer. As much as I was super excited that I'm gonna be going home soon, I was really kind of bumming out that she had to leave. We wrapped up our visit. I gave her a kiss. I squeezed her hands. I told her I'm so excited to get home. I can't wait. We just kind of looked at each other with hope of like, I hope nothing else happens between now and then. We go back to the cell and the guys let the tortillas dry out for the day. That's going to be what they make the tamales out of. Peter tells me, hey Bill, we make a special dough. I put spicy Cheetos in the dough for more flavor. The party's ensuing because we brought back a fresh load of food to the cell. Tortas, hot dogs, hamburgers, quesadillas, burritos. The cell is buzzing and these guys are on another level of being excited because they're making tamales. Every time they heat up meat or they make tamales, they're super excited about it. The way they're making the tamales after they dry out the tortillas that were served for breakfast, they crush them up in a little bit of a powder, then add some water, mix in some Cheetos, some spicy hot Cheeto dust, and that's their tamale dough. Then they take the fried chicken we bought and they strip it off the bone into shredded pieces. They pack it inside and they roll them up. Now they need to heat them up. Well, they take a thin plastic bag and they put it inside the bucket, the bucket that's got water and live electrical wires in it to heat up the water. The plastic bag is supposed to keep the tamales from getting in the water, but it warms them up by being next to the hot water. Rudy's eating burritos, almost twin-fisted. He's eating the second one. He says, you want some of this? I said, sure, why not? Starting to feel a little bit better. I can see light at the end of the tunnel. I eat this burrito. Within about 15 minutes, I'm not feeling real good. All of a sudden, I start getting hot, sweaty. I gotta go lay down, man. I don't feel good at all. Within the next hour, I'm laying on my bunk. I've got cold sweats going on, and I don't know what's happening. I think this might be food poison. Oh man, my stomach is just rumbling. This is not good. I feel absolutely awful. As I'm laying there in the bed, I'm thinking, maybe I should go to medical tonight. And then I thought, no, I'll wait till tomorrow. There's nobody here tonight for me to go see. They won't give me anything. And then I start to think, oh man, if I've got COVID, they're not gonna let me go to court. I'm gonna be stuck in here. They're COVID crazy down here. They do the masks like nobody's business when you're out in a group. But when you're in the cells, there's not a mask to be found. Now I'm really starting to panic. That's all you do when you're in here, is you think about things and you can't help thinking about worst case scenario. Man, I feel terrible. I've got to use the bathroom and this is not going to be good. I'm laying in my bunk, sick to my stomach. I'm about to throw up. I feel absolutely awful. 
guys tell me I'm white as a ghost and I feel weak. All of a sudden I'm zapped for energy and I'm trying to understand what's going on. Meanwhile, behind my pillow, AKA my plastic bag with the rest of my clothes in it, the bunk that sits behind me perpendicular, the clothes are stacked up, hiding the bucket from the view of the guards that walk by. The bucket that's got live electrical wires in it, boiling water so they can heat up the tamales. As I'm laying there with no energy, all I hear is, and next thing you know, the plastic bag burns through in the water and the tamales start to get electrocuted. It makes a huge pop and black smoke comes out of the outlet. Everybody's laughing. Peter up top says, oh man, Bill got scared. You see that, Bill got scared. I'm exhausted. I'm sick to my stomach and I can hardly move. Now all I can think is great. I finally have a day that I'm gonna leave here. I'm gonna end up getting electrocuted before I leave. This is real great. I talked to Peter. Dude, do me a favor. Can you guys put that buck on the other side of the room by the other plug? I really don't want to have any other issues here. I'm supposed to be going home this Wednesday. Oh, you'll be fine, Bill. Don't worry. We'll fix it. They put another plastic bag in the electrified water and continue to boil tamales. I can tell you this. Prison tamales smell absolutely terrible when you got food poisoning. I was not having it. This has been one of my worst days here. I should be happy. I should be excited. The room's a buzz because they've got a ton of food and I'm dead. I'm laying on my bunk, exhausted, cold sweats, and I'm sick something bad. Monday, May 2nd, journal entry. I got sick last night. I'm not sure if it's from the pork burritos or what, but I had the runs bad last night, this morning, and this afternoon. I still don't feel good. Two more days and I'm out of here. I can't wait. All I think about is home. I can't stop thinking about Megan. I can't wait to be with my family again. Today's been the longest day ever. Sick in bed. It was the one time I looked forward to getting soup for lunch. That was the last of my journal entries. At this point, I'm exhausted, I'm sick. I don't even recover up until my court date. The next couple days are pretty low key. I'm laying there and all I can think about is I gotta get better. I can't go to court sick. I don't want them to test me for something and them have any reason to keep me here longer. That's all I can think about and I continue to keep worrying. Tonight's Tuesday night. I go to court tomorrow morning. Man, I'm super excited. I can't wait. Part of me thinks, just like my lawyer said, everything's gonna go as planned. But I can't help thinking that this DA who's played games with me this whole time has got something up his sleeve. Man, all I can do is hope and pray that I get out of here without any more issues. It's gonna be impossible to sleep tonight. Rudy's got court in the morning as well, so we're leaving together in the morning. Man. I can't wait to get out of here. The show is hosted by me, Bill Sagrinos. Music and audio engineering are by Ryan Connect. Thanks so much for listening. 
If you're enjoying this story so far and want to show support, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts 